If you love all things gardening, why not join us at our Spring Fair from the 3rd to the 5th of May at Bewley in Hampshire. You'll find everything you need to kickstart the season. Find out more at bbcgardenersworldfair.com. See you there. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast, brought to you by the team here at the magazine. Join us as we chat all things gardening with the nation's favourite experts. Hello and welcome to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast. In this episode, we have an exclusive conversation with Alan Titchmarsh, recorded at BBC Gardener's World Live. Hosted by presenter and broadcaster Nikki Chapman, the live audience listened in as Alan discussed what it means to be a good gardener. So this year so far, have you had a good one, Alan? I have the lovely thing out there. I had a quick look round the gardens this morning and it's so wonderful to see the variety, the standard of workmanship, which I think is better than it's ever been here. And I always judge gardens at, whether it's Chelsea or Gardeners World Live or Hampton Court or whatever, is it somewhere I want to be in? Do, it's lovely to look at, but do I want to be in it? And there are several here, I think, this weekend that are just, oh, you know, I'd love to just take that up and put it behind my house. I could be in it. And they're different in moods as well. There's one that's extremely calm, the one with the narrow rill and the ammonite at the back. You look at that with the pleached hornbeam. Do you think, oh, you sort of feel the pressure of the, the world falling away already and others which are sort of cozy the one with the bath you know and that lovely building at the back to go into i love that one as well and the one for the king with the the bothy stone i mean the fact they're going to have to take it down at the end will be heartbreaking but we're taking that home aren't we I, I how many people have seen that garden by paul stone 
You see, it's yeah. gorgeous. It's the, it's the headline garden here. It's yeah. beautiful. We're it's heading beautiful. off there after, after we've done this chat. But yeah, so, I mean, I never tire of seeing other people's creations because we all, I don't say pinch ideas because they're there to be taken as inspiration. But it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it, there's always, oh, I never thought of growing that with that or putting that against this sort of background. And that's why every time we come here, it's refreshing. Also, they're gardens that I really want to keep. I have garden envy. There is so much colour here, isn't there? And that, for me, lifts the soul. I love the green, don't get me wrong, and green's really handy in those winter months, but I love the burst of colour. And I think we've been tasteful for so many years. You know, white gardens. It's like going back to a black and white telly. You know, we've got colour now. I remember those days. <laughs> I remember the white garden. And pastels, they're lovely, but... To don't be afraid of yellow, orange, magenta, cerise, scarlet. They can be difficult to place, I know. But pops of colour give you a shot in the arm. They lift your spirits. I went two weeks ago to a little garden right almost at Land's End. There's a theatre down there called the Minac Theatre at Porth Curnow, which has terraces. In the last four years, they've had two tremendously good gardeners there. The colours of the succulents growing in this garden, the proteus from South Africa. And I was so overwhelmed with it. So a magazine I write for Country Life said, can I, can I write a piece about it? And I took loads of photos. And I came away feeling buoyed up by, as you say, colour. So don't worry what the neighbours might think if you've got something really vibrant. Oh, go for it. You know, it's like going to London now. Everybody wears black or grey, or navy blue. And you'll see somebody in a red or an orange coat, orange, lovely, you know. Oh, and colour lifts our spirits. I'll let you into a secret. Titchmarsh Towers, we've just painted our hall bright yellow. I come downstairs every morning. <gasps> oh, actually, it's really Are we talking nice. the yellow that's on your shirt? Because everyone yeah. can see it yeah, on the we're screen. Talking, we're talking really that, that yellow. I mean, nice. it's actually... It's a bit brighter than that. It's proper yellow. And it's fab, and furniture looks good against it. And it's, it's, then we get in the garden into the positioning of plants. Yes, it can be challenging, but sometimes if you just mix the whole lot together, it's kind of, oh, yes, lovely. And you stop being, oh, that's all a bit, oh, come on. Lift your spirits. Give it a go. Do a corner that's really vivid, generally in sunshine. Yep. Talking about lifting our spirits, you always produce programmes and involved with programmes that do lift our spirits. And let's be honest, at the moment, in the last few years, life has been pretty tough for so many mm. people. You know, is that something you're consciously aware of? I mean, I'm thinking of the weekends. We've got Classic FM with your show, which again is so uplifting, but also Love Your Weekend as well on ITV, which you've had tremendous success with. I mean, you do, to be fair, with all your programmes. But are you aware that you always put your name to something that is uplifting? I try. I mean, I think the, the thing is at the moment, most of us are so overwhelmed with bad news, tragedies, and we feel for them. But they'll, it sounds dreadful to say, but there'll be more along tomorrow, and they will, but the newspapers now and the media channels seem so obsessed with sensationalism and tragedy that it's very easy to be dragged down by it and to think this is what life is now. But there are 70 million people in Britain, most of whom are living good lives, helping other folk, being together and loving one another. And I think we need to sometimes just 
tilt the balance and, and leaven life by saying, look, there's good here as well. We need to major on this. And gardens and gardening are a way of doing that. And I think a lot of people discover that during COVID. It's keeping a sense of proportion and perspective. And it's increasingly hard in today's life. So things like love your garden and love your weekend on a Sunday morning, um, which was a slot. I said, can I do something on a Sunday morning that isn't cookery or politics? And they said, oh, and we, we quadrupled the audience by putting on Love Your Weekend, which is based on the countryside. We look at farm animals. Martin Clunes brings his Clydesdale horses on, dogs, all cats, um, wildlife, um, all kinds of things, a couple of celebrity interviews for about 12 minutes, which in television terms is hours. If you're lucky on television today, you get a four minute interview. I wanted a relaxing two hour long Sunday morning show that just makes people feel good about where we live. It includes gardening as well with David Dominey and Camilla Bassett-Smith. And, uh, and it can, can have it on and it's just sort of there and you can chip in and out when, when you want to. So yes, I am conscious of trying to redress the balance, not in a kind of Pollyanna goody two-shoes way, but just saying to people, look, this is a good place, really. The vast majority of people are good and we have a wonderful world, natural world out there, wildlife and pets to celebrate and I just hope Love Your Weekend reminds people that that's the case and for me a friend came around our garden and she said oh what a wonderful escape and I said this is an escape to reality because this is real and those gardens out there are real and they've become particularly through Covid I think a reminder to us all that nature, gardens, cultivated plants and flowers are of great benefit to our mental health and my garden centre, local garden centre, I went round the other day and he said, if anybody else tells me that gardening's good for mental health, I'll eat them. <laughs> We've known it for bloody years, he said. So, and you all know that. It makes you feel good. And don't be embarrassed about enjoying that good feel because it just reminds us all about how much good there is out there. I think that deserves a round of applause, don't you? The new buzzword is wellness wellness isn't it it's not mental health anymore it's wellness it taken over, I like that wellness though has I it like taken that. over from mindfulness yes very I, had good. A, I had a friend who said oh my wife says I'm too busy so he said she sent me on a mindfulness course he said for 20 minutes I had to look at a raisin in my hand he said I thought bugger that laughter so I said, go out into your garden, that'll make you mindful, you know, much nicer. Well, we saw quite a few hands up today, people who it's the first time they've been to Gardeners World Live and, and welcome to the theatre. And we're really touching today on good gardening skills and why they are so important, because there's going to be people here that have got tremendous gardens and it's been part of their life for many years. There's going to be people here that perhaps have house plants and if you own a plant, you are a gardener. And there's going to be other people that have discovered gardening perhaps a little bit later in life. But how important is it to get those fundamentals right? I think there are various things to remember. The first is that plants want to grow and it's up to us not to get in the way. And by not getting in the way, I mean, just try and learn a little bit about a plant when you buy it. Uh, size, how big it's going to grow so it doesn't eat you out of house and home. This is a lovely little Leyland cypress. Oh, I'll, I'll plant that outside my kitchen window and watch it grow. 
<laughs> and it will. Uh, find out about its height and its spread. Find out whether it likes sun or shade, whether it likes moist soil, or whether it can cope with drought. And whatever the plant is, in that first season of planting, even if it's drought tolerant, you will have to water it to enable it to establish its roots. But then if you've done your homework and you've found out what it likes, it will grow in spite of you as much as because of you. And, and grow things you love. I mean, I'm just looking at these lovely containers here. Even if you've got no room at all, you don't have a garden, look what you can achieve in containers. You can change them with the seasons. And once something grows out of you know, scale with it, take it out, put something else in. And that's the other thing to remember in a garden is it's never finished. It moves. It's not like decorating a house and putting furniture in. And apart from gathering dust, it doesn't change. It's done. You're never going to come and say, in, indoors and say, it's done, Mabel, I've finished. It's always work in progress. And that's easy for me to say, but even I have those days of thinking, mm, I get a bit wormy about, oh, that bit's not looking... Take yourself away from that bit that's not looking too good. Remind yourself that, to tackle it, but go and look at something that's doing well and put your chair by that when you have your morning coffee and think, look at that. Gorgeous. It's the old Hollywood song, Accentuate the Positive. You need to do that. Um, and it doesn't matter how little room you've got. I had a friend who said to me, I, I, I've got a doorstep. I can't have a garden. So I said, get yourself a couple of big containers, as big as your step will take. Plant them up with single flowers that have got lots of pollen and nectar for summer for the wildlife. And two months later, she rang me up and she said, I've got a bee. Uh, well, that matters, that little bee there. Because we all worry rightly about global warming and climate change, but we feel powerless, concentrate on this. And the old thing your granny used to say, look after the pennies and the pounds will take care of themselves. All of you here, with all the things you grow, you're all joining up across the country. If we had totted up the acreage in this theatre today, you'd be astonished how much of Britain is green thanks to you. And it doesn't matter, I had a rant recently, you probably saw about, we don't have to turn our gardens over to weeds or native wildflowers for them to be useful to wildlife. I have a two acre wildflower meadow that I sowed and it's wonderful. But I actually get a greater variety of wildlife in my garden with plants from all over the world which have got plenty of single flowers, nectar and pollen, and a mown lawn with stripes, I have blackbirds on it, thrushes on it, green woodpeckers, starlings. They're not in the long grass of the wildflower meadow because they can't get down for the insects. And I thought, my striped lawn, although the sniffy rewilders might say, oh, no mow May. What happens in June? And try and get the blooming thing down. No. So I have both. I have my long grass, but I also have my short, which the birds love. It's covered in birds the whole time. And it's just a reminder that balance is important in everything. You do not have to just grow weeds to have a responsible garden. As long as you're growing plants with lots of nectar, hedges to offer cover, buried plants to offer food, that's a good wildlife garden, regardless of where the plants come from. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And you mentioning the containers, it's so important because not everybody owns a garden. You mm. might be in a shared community, there might be shared gardens outside, but equally you might be renting. And, you know, there's elements of gardening that can prove quite expensive. But if you've got pots and containers, if you're not going to be there for more than a year, you can actually take them with you, can't you? You can. And it's important to... You can move them around. You know, you can create pictures with your containers. And you can change them seasonally. So spring containers full of tulips, then your summer bedding. And then you can have stuff for autumn and windflowering heathers and things like that. And it's great fun changing the scene and moving them around. Except be careful if they're heavy. Or it'll, you'll be having a holiday in Hernia Bay. I'm from Hernia Bay, thank you very uh, much. From, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You stay in a truss house. Yeah. No, never mind. All the old ones. Get, get pots with wheels. Um, and you talk about, you know, inviting wildlife back into our gardens. I've got a very small garden. I mean, it literally is just a little bit bigger than this stage. But I need security and I don't want people looking into my garden. But equally, I don't want it to look like a fortress. Mm. So I've got pleach trees, hornbeam. And the birds have, for the first time, discovered my garden. I've been there for 14 years. And they absolutely love them. And again, it's working with nature. I wanted to bring more trees into my very small garden, but equally I wanted the wildlife as well. But again, if they're pleached, you're not getting uh, you know, overhanging shade from them. You're getting screening without it being dark. Um, and don't be afraid of changing things when it all goes wrong. If something really does get too big... <sighs> Fine, adjust it, trim it, prune it, or replace it with something else. And, and the thing is, your garden is for you as well as the wildlife. Some people like a garden that just looks good to show off to the neighbours, you know. We've had a lovely rill put in, you know, and all that kind of thing. Make sure you... There's a man here laughing. <laughs> I don't know whether you've done it or somebody else near you has done it, but it's for you, and it should be a place that you feel better in. And going back to my garden centre man with the mental health, you know. It does make us feel good. It always, and it's the same with him as him, really. When I see people saying, it's good for you, yes, we know. That's why we do it, isn't it? Because we feel good when we're out there in those little spells in between gnashing our teeth at something that's covered in green fly or caterpillars. But there we are. That's part of it as well. We're talking about good skills when gardening, and you mentioned pruning, and it's things like that that I think a lot of people do struggle with hmm. because it's changed, hasn't it? It's not so rigid anymore. I remember years ago when we first met at Chelsea, I mean, that would have been 2006 or something, it was all about the Chelsea chop. This is the time that you cut everything back. But it varies so much, especially around the UK and the climate. I think also there's a much more laissez-faire attitude to gardening now than there was. I can tell you a funny story about the Chelsea chop. The Chelsea chop, if you don't know it, was if you've got things like flocks, you can, you can cut half the plant right back almost to the ground. Chelsea week, third week in May. And the, the ones that you've left will flower earlier and the others that you've chopped back will, will flower later in the summer. And I went to a famous garden up in Scotland and the gardener there was new and he said... I've done the Chelsea chop. So I said, oh, really, what on? He said, my delphiniums. They only flower once on one stalk. And he'd done the Chelsea chop. I said, well, now, can I just explain to you about delphiniums? You know, up they come and they flower. If you Chelsea chop them, that's it. You know, so not on everything. Uh, and it's learning to grow flowers that you like. Hello, this is Kevin from the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast. 
If you enjoyed this conversation recorded at BBC Gardeners World Live, why not join us at our autumn fair at Audley End in Essex? It's taking place from the 1st to the 3rd of September and there'll be plenty of live chat on the magazine stage, plus beautiful borders, showcase gardens and loads of plants to buy. Find out more and get tickets at bbcgardenersworldfair.com. Thank you.